0: welcome to the united we pledge podcast a place where we explore the way we can work together in our communities to fulfill our mission of shared responsibility and allegiance to the traditional american values of freedom family and faith this is the place where we accept our duty to be constitutional law-abiding citizens you are invited to join us as we meet individuals who are fulfilling and pledging themselves and their resources to this mission Each week, we will tell the great American story that will inspire you and the next generation to stand united and pledge allegiance to this great nation. We want to welcome you to the United We Pledge podcast. I'm your host, Colleen Rue, excited to be in studio today with Kimberly Fletcher. This is going to be a great discussion that you guys really want to lean into because she is the president and founder of Moms for America. We're going to find out exactly what Moms for America are doing and how they are putting forth and living the tenets of United We Pledge, of course, freedom, family, and faith. Kimberly, welcome to the podcast today. Thank
1: you so much. I'm so excited to be here. So you are actually in Branson, right? Right now? I, I do. Yeah. We lived in Omaha, Nebraska for the last eight years. My husband was in the military, so we're all over the country. Um, but we were Guided to Branson, and we moved in March, moved our whole entire headquarters there, and we absolutely love
0: it. Oh, I've I've heard Branson's a great place. Anybody who lives there, I heard that they just love it. So we'll have to get that way and visit. Now, you are a mom, of course, and how many
1: children do you have? I have eight children.
0: Eight children. And what are their ages?
1: My oldest is 36 six. and My youngest is 18. And they're kind of all stair-stepped in, in between there. I have six boys and two girls. Six boys. Any grandbabies? Yes, I have eight <laughs> and nine on the way. Oh my goodness. So you've got a busy family. I do.
0: Oh, well, let's kind of jump into what you've created here with Moms for America. And let's let's take it back to a day in your life that kind of shifted your perspective and kind of your trajectory. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah. So it was, it was really 9-11. There were three major things that happened in my life in 2001. Uh, One, my son developed a a medical condition that kept him from school. And when I went in to ask the school district about homebound, they said that was a short-term thing and we needed something more long-term. And I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do with my son? And they said, well, have you considered homeschooling? Not even kidding. That came from the school district. And so I was like, okay. And a friend of mine had moved into the neighborhood and she um, was homeschooling. And so she helped me. And I was sold the first couple of weeks. I was like, wow, all these things I didn't know. And then there was a, a, a meeting that I was invited to. My, my uh, friend invited me to a town hall meeting and they were talking about taxes. And one of the questions they asked was about representation. And they asked how many congressmen we had. And I raised my hand and I said, well, I don't know how many congressmen we have, but I know how many senators we have. And everybody in the room laughed. And I couldn't figure out what they were laughing about. And so I asked my husband when I got home, I told him what happened. And I said, what was I missing? And he's like, um, honey, every state has two senators. And I was like, oh, my gosh, why don't I know this? And I was so mad. Um, and, and then there was 9-11. And it was really 9-11 happened first. And then those two things happened like almost like right after. So – September 11th was um a, a day that literally changed my life. I went from being patriotic to being a patriot and understanding the cost of freedom. My husband was stationed at the Pentagon and he was um he had a meeting in the very area where the plane hit. Wow. And my daughter the day before had uh, she had problems with asthma. And so um she was it was really getting really bad and I think it was you know the season of the, the you know, sinuses and everything. And so um, I took her into the doctor and they prescribed some medication and one of them was nasal cord, which at the time was a new drug. So it was very expensive. So I, I went into the pharmacy to get the prescriptions filled and they said that my insurance had expired. And I'm like, my insurance does not expire. I'm in the military and it doesn't do that. And they said, well, it's attached to your ID card. So, you know, maybe your ID card's expired. And I looked at her, had her ID card. Sure enough, it expired two weeks earlier. So I said, well, I'll just pay for the medication. And, and the lady leaned forward and she said, well, one of them is $125. And I said, and I'll be back tomorrow. So I called my husband on the way home and I said, hey, honey, can you uh, take Cassie to the to, to Quantico to get her ID card the morning before work? And he said, well, I got this really important meeting. Um, but he said, if I can get first morning appointment, uh, then I can do that. So he called me a little bit later and said he did get the first morning appointment, And so on the morning of 9-11, he was dropping my daughter off just as the second plane hit. And they knew at that point in time, this is not an accident. And so he came home and he um, called the Pentagon right away. And he's like, you know, getting a a read on what's going on. And he's like, okay, I'm on my way. It's like a 10 minute call. And then he stood there for 15, maybe 20 minutes just watching the news to, to see for himself what was going on. And then he got in the car and went every single one of those events kept him from being at the Pentagon when the plane hit. Wow. And it was um, there's something that people don't know about the Pentagon. And if you were there, then you know the stories But they had just started a 10 year uh, redo, (laughs) a remodel of the Pentagon to reinforce it with lead windows and, and rebar and the concrete walls and, All of those things, because it was just a big concrete block that was built in World War II, and it was not something that could sustain the force of a plane that was coming to hit it. But what they didn't know, and God did, is that they had just finished one wing of the Pentagon, completely enforced, so strong that it stopped a 727 jet at full force coming through it into the third ring. If that plane had hit anywhere else in the Pentagon, we would not have one. And it's just the miracles after miracles that I saw that day. And I remember watching the news. And there was a woman who was standing on the hill. There was a gas station over the hill of the Pentagon. And um, the media kept asking, you know, or they kept talking about this woman who was, you know, looking. They couldn't figure out why she was there. And so one of the reporters finally decided to just go and ask her, you know, "Are, are you here to, you know, just to see what's going on? And she said, no, I'm here to see if they pull my husband out. And it, it was just this heart-wrenching day of really realizing what freedom means and why it's worth fighting for. And they, um, they've they made some major changes at the Pentagon since 9-11. Of course, it's now completely reinforced. And they have a whole entire hall that's dedicated to all of the, the images, the quilts, the things that that schools and classrooms and families sent from all over the country and around the world. And and the end of that hall is a little chapel. And the guy who was guiding us years later, he said, you know, we never had a chapel in the Pentagon. We never even thought about it. Now we don't know how we ever lived without it because it's always in use. And then inside the chapel is a little room and with a book and inside the book is a picture of every single person died that day from the little baby to the grandma and a story about them wow and it was just a day that kind of united us all together and I realized that what I wanted was that uniting factor so that combined with those two other those two other experiences just helped me realize how incredible the miracle of America is and why we need to do everything we can to preserve it and share it with our children yeah, and
0: Kimberly, you know, in those moments, a lot of us have similar experiences, maybe around nine eleven or some other experience that we had with maybe a national tragedy or something. And in those moments, i I myself also lived in washington, d c around nine eleven. And I had those same feelings of unification and understanding and patriotism that came from that moment. And it was palpable. Like it was something that, from the man standing on the overpass waving the flag on my way to work to, you know, just little memorials that you would see around the area. It just really instilled in me something different. But so quickly, we tend to forget those moments. You know, here we are, what, 22 almost years later after 9-11. And I feel like sometimes we forget. And so Tell me about Moms for America. Where did that come from? How are you helping? I love that where you said you weren't just patriotic. Now you're a patriot. <laughs> right. So tell me the difference between those two things.
1: Yeah, that's a really, that's a really good question. Um, so I'll tell you just another little piece of the story that will help explain a little bit more what makes the difference. I, I always was patriotic. I did the 4th of July thing. I, I, Put my hand over my heart. I pledged allegiance in school when that was still a thing. Um, stood for the national anthem. You know, that was I did that. But I didn't really understand the magnitude of what those symbols meant and what those words meant. When my husband came home safe that day, I dropped to my knees and thanked God. And then I thought, at least we'll, we'll have time to, all you want to do is go to church and be with your family. I mean, that's all people wanted to do, right, pray and be right. with your family during that time. And I was like, "Good, I'll, I'll be able to spend some time with him because you know, where is he going to go to work?" Well, that night, um, the phone rang, and my husband came into the room, and he had this surreal look on his face. I've I've never seen it before, or since, and and I just knew there's something wrong. And and I asked him, I said, "What's wrong?" And he said, uh, "That was the commander." And and I said, "Okay." And he said, "We're we're going to work tomorrow." And I was like, "What?" How could they possibly find a building that fast where they can go work? And I'm like, where? Where are you gonna go? And he said, at the Pentagon. And I'm like, what? Are you crazy? I'm like, I said the Pentagon is still burning. And he and he just has to, like, he's glaring into space. And he said, They've contained the fire into one into one ring and and one wing and and and, and the rest of the Pentagon is is, is secure. And I'm like are you listening to yourself? I'm um, smoke inhalation. I'm um, the, the door breaking through. Uh, what are you talking There's about? There's a plane literally I, sitting I, in the building. I'm the common sense person here. And and he said, "This came straight from Secretary Rumsfeld. We're sending a message to the world. We're still here." Yeah. And at that moment, I just had this burst of exuberant energy fill my whole entire being, and I said, "Yes, yes, go." That is the difference between being patriotic and being a patriot. You are willing to sacrifice. You are willing to give your time and your energy. It's not fighting against something in the short time. It's fighting for something in the long term. Fighting against something is short, frenzied battles that that you get tired and worn out and go away. Fighting for something is a long-term, steady fight for something that you believe in, something bigger than yourself. And America is something bigger than all of us that unites us together. It's a dream, a dream that was that was fought hard for, and I understand that in a way I never did before. I learned that day what is the price of freedom, and I was willing to pay the cost, whatever it was. Yeah.
0: And so here's Moms for America.
1: <laughs> yeah. So four <laughs> years later, um, I am in uh, Ohio, and I'm driving down the road, and the radio announcer says um Ohio could be the Florida of this election. Remember, you know, 2000 was the right, hanging chads and right. everything. And so I'm like, what? And I still had boxes in the in the house. I hadn't unpacked. We'd barely moved there. I pulled over to the side of the road, looked where the where the um county uh, office was for the Board of Elections and and the the campaign office and I I beelined it down and I and I said, My name's Kimberly Fletcher. I'm trained in grassroots. What can I do to help? And so our family kind of became the poster family for um, the, the whole entire election for George W. Bush at that time was the person we were supporting. And we, you know, being the homeschool mom that I was, because I started homeschooling, I, I made crowns. We, our kids got together, we made crowns, red, white, and blue glitter, like the borders along the bulletin board. And they wore them with big star of Bush fan to all these rallies. And, um, the media, I didn't realize doing that would be, you would become a media magnet. So the media was constantly coming up to us and asking us, you know, why are you here? And I remember when they put the microphone in my four-year-old son's face, I, I, you know, moved him aside and took the the answer. But I thought, oh, we need media training because uh, I the last thing you want is to have the media put a microphone in your child's face and say, why are you here? And they say, because mommy made me. So you know, so I looked at my husband and I said, we need media training. And and I developed a relationship with Sean Hannity because I would just call into his show and say what was happening, and I didn't know that when you call into a radio show like that, a national radio show that you don't always get in and you don't always get on because right. I always did. Every time I called, I got in, I got through and I got to talk to him. And after about the fourth call, he said, um, is this our friend, Kimberly and Dayton? And I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm Kimberly. I'm, I'm in Dayton. And he said, well, um, you're the, are you the one that keeps calling in? And I said, Oh yeah, I'm sorry. And he goes, no, it's just okay. It's just, everybody keeps asking if you have a backdoor number. And I said, Oh no, it's a God thing. I only call when it's important. So, so throughout the election, I I continued to call in and people kept calling us, me and my eight children, you know, they'd call and say, could you come to this rally? Could you come to this event? And I, I couldn't figure out why do you guys care if, if we come now that my children are all grown and I'm actively involved in politics? I realized how, how, good those optics are when you see a mom with children and I'm like hungering for my little kids, you know, my little posse. But all of those experiences led me to realize something really important. And that is that moms were not really engaged in their communities and civic awareness. You know, we're we're doing dinner and diapers and daycare and 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 we're, you know, driving our kids here and there to this activity or that activity. We're serving in our kids' schools, classrooms. And we kind of allocate all the responsibility of anything outside the home to the to the father. It's like, you, you know, you go vote. You go take care of these things. And as I was walking around in 2004 talking to women, they all kept saying the same thing. They felt like there was this impending doom. And that this election was really important, more important than any election in their life. And they didn't want to make the wrong choice. And I, I remember reading um, A Wrinkle in Time where there's the great dark nothing. And, and I kept hearing people talk about it. And it was like in closing. And so I, I felt really strongly like um, we needed something for moms to get engaged and active. And that's when I started Moms for America. And a few months later, I hadn't talked to Sean Hannity for months. And I got on the phone and called him about something. And he's like, where have you been? And I said, do you really want to know? And he said, yes. I said, I started a national organization and within five minutes I had members in all 50 States and $15,000 in the bank. And I was like, I have no idea what to do now. And and God qualifies who he calls. and He pulled all the right people in the right places. And everything that I learned along the way helped me realize what moms need. So what we did with moms for America is we really created a national movement to reclaim our culture for truth, family freedom and the constitution. Our signature program foundation of what we do is called cottage meetings and it's like tupperware for liberty instead of promoting plasticware we're promoting the principles of liberty through inspiring stories relatable examples and personal experiences that moms can relate to and if all they do is meet once a month by the end of a year they have more knowledge and understanding of the constitution and the principles of liberty than the majority of elected officials judges and attorneys in the country and they've gone toe-to-toe with these people to, to, to talk about that. So um, a couple weeks ago, I got a text from one of our moms in Florida, and she was like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much for the cottage meeting. It's changed my life. That's what we hear the most, That's yeah. life-changing. And she said she was talking to her state representative, and he and they were discussing a constitutional principle, and he asked her if she could slow down so he could take notes. So it, this is the kind of thing that we do, inspiring moms. And we our big initiatives this year are restoring patriotism through our cottage meeting, Meeting and, and a lot of the kids' programs that we have. We have cottage meeting for kids and some other things. And then mom vote because the the power of our voice through our vote is huge, and we're not using it. The vast majority of conservative women of faith aren't voting, and most of them aren't even registered to vote. So what we've done is we've taken the reasons why they aren't, turned it around in in mom-to-mom messaging, and provided all kinds of resources where moms can get all the information they need on how to vote, not who to vote for, but just the voting process. I remember 20 years ago, I had no idea about the Board of Elections or where you go to register or any of those things. And so we have provided all of those things for them, And then also um, voter guides and information like that on who the candidates are and where they are uh, on the on the issues that matter to them, because we're smart enough to know who who represents us. We just want the information. So what we've done is help them realize the power of their voice through their vote. Yeah. And moms wield so much
0: power Mm. because we also have we're the ones educating the next generation. And if we can have moms engaged in being patriots and passing that education onto their children. That's how we help to sustain these principles that so many have fought so hard for in the past. And I heard someone speaking the other day, I, I believe it was Jeff McKenna from, he's from our local Sons of the American Revolution chapter. And he talked about how the power of the word remember, because if we can't remember why we gave up so much for those freedoms and why our, you know, history is what it is. If we can't remember those things, what do we have going forward? And I love this because moms are that critical link in remembering they're the teachers of this next generation. And they're the ones that through these programs, like Moms for America, are going to be able to sustain us and help us to spread that message. I, I love this, Kimberly.
1: Yeah, well, Matthew Vassar, um, he started Vassar Women's College. And when he did, he said he did so because he realized the mothers of a country molded citizens determine its institutions and shape its destiny. to Tocqueville when it came to America. And he was looking for, you know, what is it that makes America so great? One of those things was the strength of its women. And he said... Righteous women in their circle of influence beginning in the home can turn the world around. Yeah. So, so we have the ability to have a monumental impact in, in promoting these, these principles of liberty and this love of liberty in our homes, in our communities and through our vote. And that impacts the nation on a broad level. And, and right now what we're facing is literally women destroying the country. We have, uh, and as we've seen this in the past, so Jezebel and Esther, and and you have to decide, you know, who who are we going to, who are we going to be in line with? And I I hear a lot of moms and and people in general say, how could any of these things really be happening? You know, you don't, first they don't believe you, and then they see it or it affects them in real time. And like in the classrooms, when they saw that was another one of the silver linings of of COVID, is it was like God shown a big bright light on the roaches and they went scattering. And 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 it helped us as moms see. I mean, I've been telling moms for, you know, 16 years that what was going on in the classrooms and they looked at me like I had a tinfoil hat or a helicopter mom, you know? And and now they realize. And and so it's like I don't have to convince them anymore. They see it themselves. And so they're showing up at school board meetings, but we're helping them to be more effective when they show up at their school board meetings. Because when you know what your rights are, where they come from and how to effectively exercise them and when to exercise them, then you are powerful. And it is a very empowering a movement that, that we've created, a mom-led revolution to reclaim our culture, to protect our children, our families and, and everything we hold dear. And one of the things that, that I've realized is we really need to be the fun table, okay? I mean, we should be the happy people um, because what we have right now is, is literally one big war, and we have two armies, and that's, that's it. That's all we've got. We've got God's army, and we've got the devil's army. And we just need to decide which camp are we camping in. And, and it's, it's that simple, so that when you see those things, you realize this is really happening. So, you know, I, I, like I said, I've been saying for, for 15, 16 years, the moment moms find out what's really going on in their children's classroom behind closed door, there's going to be a national revolt, and that's what's happening. But we can't just be angry. We have to give our children something happy to believe in because in school, everything they're getting is negative and dark. So there is nothing that's going outside our home that can't be healed, curtailed, or countered inside our home. So if we're laying that groundwork, if we as moms ourselves first understand and embrace the principles of liberty the way I have, then you will want to share it with your children. You will want to share it and stand for it within your community so what we do is provide resources for you to do that and this year through our Re- restoring patriotism campaign we have these um patriot packs for kids that have an activity book and a t-shirt i'm a patriotic kid you know things like that to make it fun and it's something that comes in the mail for them and then we're launching liberty trips which is a dream that I've had for a long time, where we have an, an integrated map on our website that's just about to launch that has over 2,000 places where families can go and visit and see historic monuments or memorials or, or hands-on activities or any of these patriotic things or historical things that the kids can go and enjoy and then tell the stories of those places. And then we have books actually written by my daughter, Where's Liberty? And we have this stuffed Liberty dog that children can take with them to all these different activities and take pictures. Where has Liberty been? Where's Liberty? Wherever you are. So, it's, and then we have a picture contest and a Constitution Bee and just a lot of fun things that we're doing to to pull in the kids and get them excited about what America really is about.
0: Yeah, and that is exciting. It is exciting to be able to have those resources that Moms for America, you guys have the resources, they're there, and we just need to engage with them. What's your website if people are interested in looking at it?
1: It is momsforamerica.us, really easy to find momsforamerica.us. Perfect, and, the, and
0: check out, out all those resources and use them in your families. You know, you you brought up just the family and that's one of the big tenets of United We Pledge. And the family is something that is so critical to our success. At least I'll put that out there that it's critical to our success. What's Moms for America doing to help families, to to build those those families and those solid foundations?
1: Uh, there's there's two really big things that I think, the cottage meeting, and I'll explain that in a minute, but this idea that's been propagated through our public school system and even in our, our private schools now as well is um, that America was founded by a government. I don't know who they thought this like unknown, unseeing eye entity was. I have no idea. But, but just some government was just formed, this big national thing. And out of expediency, they decided to divide it into states. And then for more expediency, divide it into counties. And, and then they could be more efficient in, in how they rule and over and serve the people. And I'm like, they really believe this. And I'm like, okay, okay. America was founded by families. When they came over on the Mayflower, they they left everything. They came to a wilderness where there was nothing. And you know that most of the women, most of the people who died that first winter were women. Because they were the mothers who were laying on their children at night to keep them warm. They were giving them their last piece of meal to make sure that they were fed. It was a sacrifice for something greater down the line. They were believing in their children, the, the seeds that they had planted, and what would grow and, and be produced from those seeds. It was something bigger than them. And, and it, was, it was a great sacrifice that they created. So those families then united together with other families for the beliefs that they had. And we had we had several different colonies that you know how the colonies started based on religion. Well, I don't agree with this. So we're gonna go start a religion over here. Well, I don't agree with that. So we're gonna start. So all these colonies became like religious outposts for their own for their own faith. And and it was families and faith that led to that freedom, and why? Because they tried everything and they learned what worked and, and they created monuments and documents to help us remember, to never forget, to always remember what was it that led to the greatest, freest, most prosperous nation on earth. We're reviving that spirit of sisterhood that once thrived in our country. And the things that we promote through the cottage meeting, family dinner hour, and and sharing the stories of America together in five minutes in the Bible a day, you know, it's those simple things, that quality time that you spend with your family and whatever little spurts you get. And then putting what is the highest priority should always be your family. Yeah, and you guys are moving forward and doing so many
0: great things. We can find Moms for America in all 50 states. So there is a cottage meeting out there that you can be involved in. So we encourage you, go online, go check out momsforamerica.us and find out more, change from being just patriotic into being a patriot. Kimberly Fletcher, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you, it was great.
0: Thank you for listening to the United We Pledge podcast. It's brought to you by Balance of Nature. If you'd like to join us in inspiring freedom, faith, and family here in America, go to unitedwepledge.org. And don't forget to follow us on social media.